this morning and today is a very very special day and we're actually going to be jumping right into the message this morning so if you have your bible go ahead and grab it as well as your bulletin and on the back side you can fill in some blanks as we got one common here in just about 30 seconds here but today we are talking about missions we're going to be uh, both today as well as next sunday just giving focus to this important topic and, and, and here's, here's why this is so important and, and why we're going to spend time on this. And I don't know if you think about God in this way, but here's your first fill in the blank. It's this, that we serve a missionary God. Have you thought about him in that way in terms of his character and who he is? That he is a missionary God. He, he is not a God that is, that is distant or distracted. That he's off somewhere and we're over here living our lives and the two never shall meet. But he's a God that is, that is present. And he is a God that is in passionate pursuit of our lives. He wants to be involved and connected. This is who he is. And so we see throughout scripture, you start in Genesis all the way to Revelation, and God is constantly a God who is showing up. I mean, showing up. I mean, think about it. Go to Genesis chapter uh, 3. This is the tragic chapter. God has created the heavens and the earth and people, and it's all there. And you have Adam and Eve in the garden, and they, they, they eat the forbidden fruit, and they sin. And what happens? God shows up right there in the garden with them, walking with them to, to connect with them and help them begin to solve their sin problem. And then you fast forward, and it's really throughout Scripture, but you fast forward into the New Testament, and you see the ultimate example of this, that God showing up in sending his son Jesus, the son of God who, who, who is God, who is creator of heaven and earth, putting on a human suit, stepping into creation, his own creation, showing up amongst people so that he could die on the cross for the sins of, of, of all mankind, to, to save for himself a people. This is a God who shows up. And then we see in Scripture as well as the church is launched and, and sent out and we're a part of this movement 2,000 years later that we are a God called and commissioned by Him to go out to all the people groups of the world. That we would be His hands and feet then we would show up. And we would show up in the lives of people both here locally in Adel and anywhere else that He sends us that we would show up and that we would point people to Jesus. This is who we are. And so as we think about missions, missions is about people, us, his church, going out to other people, to the nations of the world, whether it's local, regional, national, or international, it does not matter that we would show up and point people to Christ. That's what missions is. And so in one sense, as we talk about this whole new topic, missions is really for all of us, isn't it? In one sense, missions is about when you and I, every single one of us, we leave this campus on a Sunday morning, we're entering the mission field, aren't we? This is where God has planted us in Adel, Iowa, or wherever you live and work, and this is your mission field. So as we leave here, we could put a sign up on the exit and heading out of the driveway, and now entering the mission field, because missions is that, that you and I are actively a part of this, of this work that God has called us to. But there's another sense of missions, and that is more of a vocational pursuit. That there are some people that are, are called by God and, and occupationally they take up this, this calling to be missionaries. And whether it's part-time or full-time, and uh, they, they pursue that. And it may require uh, a specialized training or raising support. And it's, again, it's kind of their job. Um, that's another dynamic of missions for some people. But here's the problem is that for most churches, and it can happen here too, for most churches, those that are missionaries and they go out on the field, they go out on the field and then we're over here living our busy lives and we don't really feel connected to them. 
I mean, yeah, we know, like take New Hope as an example, that the New Hope has a missions budget and they send checks out and we support missionaries and that's a really good thing. But it doesn't really impact my daily life. It's not something I'm really pray, paying attention to or, or praying about or, or it doesn't grip my heart, so to speak. We just kind of trust the church takes care of it and good things are happening and if we hear a report once a year, that's great. But that's not great. See, as we talk about missions today and next Sunday as well, I want to challenge us to think differently about missions. Because it's not just some ancillary thing off to the side. It's not just some extra pursuit that it's nice to be a part of. No, 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 no. We serve a missionary God. And this is what he's about. This is what he is pursuing. And so it becomes a very important thing. So I want to ask you a question this morning as we kind of jump into this. I want you to imagine for yourself, in your own mind, how would you define the epic life? Uh, the big life, the life that is one where you would live this epic life in such a manner that you would look back on your life at the end of your life and say, I lived that well. What does it look like for you? What does that mean? You know, we live in a time when there's a lot of people, and maybe even most people, they feel like they're living a life that isn't making any difference. It's true. It's not making any difference. They're going to work and they're paying the bills and raising the kids. But, but in terms of some like big picture beyond themselves, beyond their immediacy of their family impact, they just, I just don't know what that is. And then the other challenge that we have is that when we think about what does it mean to live this, this epic life, we kind of define it in different ways sometimes. Like sometimes we think about, well, the epic life is a life of, of immortality, as in who's going to remember me after I'm gone? And that becomes the measuring stick for a life well lived. Or for others, it's about relationships. Who, who loves me and who do I love? And who do I make a difference in? Who, who, to whose life does it matter that I'm around? Or maybe it's success and money. Answering the question of am I respected? See, we measure this epic life in different ways. And then sometimes we feel haunted by this idea of I'm not sure quite how to answer that question. And I only get one life. I mean, you know this, you and I, we get one time on the dance floor called life. And when the song is over, it's done. And so we want to live a life that matters. We want to live a life of influence and impact. We want to live an epic life as God defines epic life. And, and so in light of that, I want, to, I want to just challenge us that we need to get God's perspective on what it means to live well. Let me share with you a verse here from Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. Just look on the screen behind. It says this, when people do not accept divine guidance, and that's scripture here. When people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. But whoever obeys the law is happy. I mean, isn't that true? I mean, if you look back on your own life, so to speak, can't you be like, yeah, live that one out. Been there, done that, own the shirt, right? I mean, I've seen how that plays out in my life. That anybody in our lives, if we don't think about what's God's point of view when I'm thinking about my life, my priorities, or my future, all of a sudden we begin to lose sight of what really matters. And what ends up happening is that people who aren't looking to Scripture for, what, for God's perspective on how to live well, those people tend to live either reckless or aimless lives, or both. That's what tends to happen. But in contrast, as we look at Scripture here and we get God's point of view, there's blessing in that. There's happiness in that. There's fulfillment in that as we submit to it and we strive to live it out. And so here's the key. And here's next fill in the blank, it's this. 
we need to get on our heart what is already on God's heart. We need to get on our heart what is already on God's heart. I need to get on my heart what is already on God's heart. See, this is, make this individual, this is so important. And this is how we begin to think about just life as a whole. And how do I live well? Well, I need to get on my heart what's on God's heart. That what he cares about, I care about. And what he's pursuing, well, I'm going to pursue that too. And what's important to God becomes important to me. So it raises the question, well, what's important to God? I mean, what's on his heart? And as we look at scripture, we see all kinds of answers. Like we know, for example, that on God's heart are orphans. He loves, he loves orphans. He has a heart for orphans and, and widows and things like justice. That's on his heart. But you know what else is on his heart? On God's heart, passionately, is a pursuit of people. That all people and all people groups around the world would have an opportunity to hear the good news message of Jesus Christ and respond. I mean, for, for, for the Lord, for God, that's just something, something that is like a hobby for him. This is an important, passionate pursuit of him. On his heart are the people groups of the world. That they would know and hear that there is a God that exists, that there is a God who loves them so much, so much so that not just in an emotional love, but in an action love that God sent his son, as we just talked about, to die on a cross, to experience a restored second chance relationship with him. That we would know grace and forgiveness. That's the God that we know and we worship. That's the God of Scripture. And, and, and so if this is on God's heart, if missions is on God's heart, we need to get it on our heart. Here's your next fill in the blank is this. Missions should matter to us because it matters to God. Let me say that again. Missions should matter to us because it matters to Him. Personalize it. Missions should matter to me because it matters to God. That's why it should matter to me. That's why it's something that we as a church, as we talk about missions both today and, in the, and next week, and, and it's not just going to end there. We need to talk about this all year long. This is not just something we just kind of tuck away in the corner and, oh, yeah, we'll get to it sometime. And we have a missions team, and, and they sure love it, but the rest of us can forget about it because they're taking care of things. This is for all of us. This is for every single one of us. Missions should matter to us because it matters to God. And so starting today, we're going to be talking about missions. And I'm very excited about this. We're going to be uh, here shortly introducing you to a new mission strategy that we're launching as a church. And we're going to be introducing you to missionary uh, and ministry partners that we have here, uh, both today and next Sunday as well. And with that said, I actually want to introduce you right now to one of our ministry partners, uh, Tim and Diane Boland. You can come on up if you would, please. This uh, Tim and Diane have been longtime parts of, of New Hope Church and, and really in our hearts still are. But they have responded to, to God's call in their life to go to Des Moines and, and to be there in the city. And I'm not going to steal their thunder and you know, have them... They're going to share with you their ministry, but they are ministry partners of New Hope Church. And what that means is we love them and we care about them and we care about their ministry and we want to come alongside and support their ministry. So uh, whether you've met them before or not, I want to introduce you now to Tim and Diane. I want to get out of the way. All right. Of Tim and Diane, I'm Tim and this is Diane. Maybe that was obvious. Um, but uh, Pastor talked about, I said this in the first service, it's worth repeating, I, you know, 
I know many of you, uh, many of you have not met yet, and we have not met, but we do have a long history with New Hope, and we were here in 99 after the church had opened for a few months, and uh, in 2016, we moved to downtown Des Moines, and we had our town home built, and we permanently live, our permanent residence is in downtown Des Moines now. Uh, we still stay very connected here, obviously, and, and uh, um, uh, uh, living an epic life um, for me is one big element of that is Diane, because, you know, those of you that know me look at this and say, one of these things is not like the other. And uh, so she's been, a, she's, she's magnificent and it's been a, a tremendous help for me. But anyway, so we, uh, we, we, uh, we moved down. We didn't feel necessarily, I wouldn't call um, what, what pastor calls a vocational ministry. We didn't say, hey, we're, we're giving this up and going to another area of, of people we of unfamiliar um, uh, territory and unfamiliar culture and all that kind of stuff it's different but it's just we actually decided because a stage of life that's where we wanted to live but the fact of the matter is is, is in line with what pastor was saying this morning is um, you're you're you always have a calling I mean your calling is your call you're in calling right now you're at a calling wherever you're at and whatever you're doing. And so we just figure we're downtown Des Moines. we got to figure out how we are on call. What does God want to use us for downtown? Um, you know, and, and on call kind of uh, sums it up. I see my friend Philip over here and Corey and, some, and there were some medical professionals in the first, and I'm sure there's many others here that actually have jobs that put them on call. And that's a different thing. You have to be ready to step in and just do whenever anything kind of happens. You got to be there and be ready. And so that's what we're trying to do downtown. So so we do that. And we do some intentional things. We're trying to build community. Um, one of our songs this morning talked about um, dry bones. We want to see dry bones come alive again. And that's just a beautiful analogy. And it happened in my life. So I need to try to do that for other people too. And so there's a lot of dry bones down there. It's, a, it, it, it's very dry. It's also dry in whatever your calling, whatever your field is, you're going to run into the same thing if you open your eyes to it and, and just respond. So, um, yeah, that's a of a point, and that's a farmer's market. That's, that's our mission field. <laughs> but uh, um, so anyway, so we're, so we're down there. We're doing some things. We're doing some kind of non-traditional things uh, to, to hopefully build a community that then we can elevate conversations and, and begin to have gospel conversations and really impact the, the culture uh, and community in downtown Des Moines uh, to the glory of God. Um, uh, some of the things I'm just going to uh, jump to, we've got one of the slides. Is there, hey, perfect timing. Um, downtownnow.com is a website that I started. I'm having tremendous help to the point of saying help like she's doing it. Um, Sydney Canny is, is very, 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 very helpful for me. It's, a, it's just a uh, kind of a calendar site and I'm gonna put some other, we're gonna put some other interesting things on there. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram and if you can see those things or we'll put th some things out in a in a prayer letter that actually says how to do this stuff, but we want you to be to partner with us in that at, at a minimum level of just liking, sharing, and what would be the other things you do? Like, share, and I don't know. That shows you where I'm at, social media wise, but that kind of thing, you get what I'm talking about. Do those things. So um, that we're gonna use, we're using that to uh, in, 
ingrain ourselves in the business community by helping the business community and elevate the relationships there and so that when we're at the same table and we can be eye to eye with them and say, why are you downtown? What are your goals? What do you want to do? And deepen and strengthen those relationships so they become, uh, that at that point we can take those influencers and move that needle, uh, God willing, okay? So just one little thing, there's a million other things. I could talk forever about all the other community building things that we're doing and all that kind of stuff, and I'd be glad to, but now it's not the time. Diane? Jesus told us to um, love God with all of our heart, our mind, and our strength, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. So I'm just asking you to think today, um, what neighbor has God put into your heart or into your life that you could love on? Timothy, the other Tim. Lesser Tim, as I'm usually known as, the lesser Tim. Thank you, Tim and Diane. Hey, um, I'm up here. We're, we're going to take an offering in a second, but I just want to kind of play off what they've said. Um, you know, when we take offerings every single week, it's, it's not just, hey, throw your money in. It's just an obligation. I got to do it or, or whatever. It's really just fully understanding that all the resources we have come from God. And we need to have an open hand and let God just put in and take out as he pleases. And, and we want to emphasize uh, part of that is if God's on your heart to help Tim and Diane with their, it's really a movement downtown that they're, they're starting. It's not a typical ch church service or a church plant that we would think of, uh, but it's a movement because downtown Des Moines is, is different than Adel. It just is. Um, and so it's really m more like going to a foreign country and trying to infiltrate a, a just God is just off the map. Sunday morning means nothing to those people in downtown Des Moines. And so uh, there's going to be opportunities. You know, he gave a very simple one. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram, downtown now. They're trying to create influence by creating this website. And so that's a simple thing. It's in your bulletin, downtown now. Go on to Facebook. Go on Instagram if you're on that. Like it so that all the time when they post something that's happening in downtown Des Moines, you can like it and share it. And then all your friends... Immediately, if New Hope Church did that as a family, like thousands of people will see that stuff all the time, and it just creates more and more influence for them so that they can reach more people. So anyway, um, part of your offering goes to that kind of thing, is, is supporting with money, supporting with time. There's going to be events that they're going to do downtown that we can support. They're going to do all kinds of things. They have all kinds of visions of uh, supporting uh, good things downtown, cleaning up parks, doing things like that. When that comes across, if you have a heart for downtown, then, then you can partner with them and do that. Maybe some of you have a heart to say, hey, man, that, that's touching my heart in a big way. Like, maybe I need to move downtown and be a part of the movement. Could be. I don't know. God knows, though, and he's going to move in your heart. So, so not only do your offerings go to those kind of things, it goes to support all the ministries that happen in Adel and, and reaching the communities, reaching the world. Um, it's God's money, and he wants us to give um, in a way that honors him. And so before we take the offering, I also want to mention the connection card. If you haven't filled that out yet, go ahead and do that. You can put that in the offering bag. There's a couple different things. There's three different things you can sign up for. Um, there's Amplify, which is an awesome ministry that we reached local for local community for 15, 20 years. Um, and there's also an iCubs game coming up for the men. And I can't remember the third thing. Well, I didn't bring my card up. Anybody remember it? Sweet Corn Festival. Yes, sign up for the Sweet Corn Festival. That's an awesome opportunity, again, to show the community uh, what's going on at New Hope. So with that, let me pray, and we'll take our offering. Father God, you are so good to us. Uh, your, your blessings are incredible. Um, as we take this offering, Lord, we just want to acknowledge that you are 
the King of kings and Lord of lords, that all authority is given to you. All the resources are yours, Lord, um, and you give us, by blessing us with resources, um, you give us good things, Lord. And so I just ask that uh, we think about that, we pray about that, we talk to you about how it is that you want us to use your resources to further your kingdom, which is ultimately what everything is all about. So um, as we take this offering and... Um, I'm just thinking about all the different things that you are doing, Lord, and we're excited and we acknowledge that you're the king and you're, we're so thankful that you let us be a part of your kingdom and a part of what you're doing. And so um, I just pray that all the, the money received today would be used to further that kingdom around Adel, around Dallas County, around the world, Lord. And uh, we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. So missions should matter to us because it matters to God. And it matters to God so much that his primary marching orders to the church, to, to you and I as individuals and collectively as his church, is what's called the Great Commission. Is the Great Commission motivated by the Great Commandment. And the Great Commission, we're going to look at that verse in just a moment, but it's this idea of, of going and making disciples of all nations. He's sending us out to do that. It's the Great Commission, and not the Great Suggestion, but one that he's commissioning us to do that, motivated or fueled by the Great Commandment, that we would love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love our neighbor as ourselves. That, that we have this commission, and so, so what does the, the Lord have for us as a church? Again, that we would be men and women, boys and girls, that would take seriously out of a love for God and a love for others, this calling to go. 
to go to where the places he's called us, whether it's across the street, across town, or whatever that looks like, that we would go to be his people, to be hand, his hands and feet in ministering to people. Now, how does this work here at New Hope Church? And I want to take a moment and kind of take a step back and just get the big picture here of New Hope Church. If you've been fairly new to New Hope, this is going to be new information for you, and I think really helpful for you. But if you've been a part of New Hope for a while, this will also be beneficial, because if you take the, us as a church and you kind of crack us open, like what do you see what's there inside of us that burns inside that makes new hope uniquely new hope and not like another church in our community or anywhere else well here's what it is it's our mission it's our values and it's our vision I'm going to take a moment to share these with you. Our mission is this as a new a new hope church our mission is six words long we exist to help people find and follow Jesus that's who we are that's what we do that's our focus and our passion if somebody were to say, you know, tell me about your church. What's your church about? Well, it's about helping people find and follow Jesus. Well, how about your kids' ministry? You have one? Yeah, we have a great one. Well, what are they about? Well, they exist to help kids find and follow Jesus. Well, that, that, that's interesting. Okay, so, so how about your, your, your student ministry? You got teenage? Yeah, we got a great student ministry. They do a great job. Well, what do they do? Well, they exist to help teens find and follow Jesus. How about small groups? You get the idea that everything we do as a church, all the ministries we have all coming together align perfectly that we exist to help people find and follow Jesus. This is how we articulate the Great Commission motivated by the Great Commandment. But we also have some values. And the values are all over posters in the lobby, it's in our bulletin, it's kind of everywhere. And this answers the question, well, how do we live this out? Well, we do three things. We strive to love God and love others, passionately and consistently. Not perfectly, because we're, we're, we're who we are. But it's a passionate pursuit, a value of ours that we're going to love God and we're going to love others. And it's also important that, we're, second, we're going to spiritually grow. That your growth and your relationship with God is important. It really matters. And in New Hope Church, that you would be able to mark time and say, you know what? I am not the same person today as I was a year ago. That God has done something in my heart and life and I'm seeing growth. This is important. This is a value for us at New Hope Church. That you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And then finally, third is go. That we, again, be people that go out as he sends us. Again, whether it's across town, across the street, whatever that looks like, that we be people that take seriously this commission to go and to be Jesus' hands and feet. These are our values that we hold very, very dearly. That's our mission. Those are our values. And then finally, we have what we call vision statements here at New Hope. And vision, unlike mission and values, vision can change. But right now, as, as a church, big picture, you know, New Hope Church, we are pursuing five different hills. These are the hills that we're running hard after. These are the things that are really important for us as a church and that we want to grow in. And it's important you know about this, both for participating in it and praying about it. The first one, and they're in no particular order, is that we desire to see 80% of adults, that's you and I, 80% of adults engage on our discipleship path. Our discipleship path is our strategy for how people grow spiritually here at New Hope Church. And you'll see there in the red, we're actually on track. We identified after we launched it, we're above 80%, or at least we were, and we'll double-check it here later in a few weeks. But, but that's a good thing, because when people, you and I, are engaged on the discipleship path, that means there's a good chance we're growing. You're growing individually. You're, you're placing yourself in environments where you can spiritually grow. That's good. A great job, New Hope. Uh, next, number two, is that we want to bless 1,000 locals through outreach this year. That's 20% of our community. And as you'll see, so far this year, through things like Love Adele Day and the Summer Break Party and others, we have reached 518 people already. 
this is a beautiful thing. Great job, church. See, this is not about people coming to New Hope. I mean, they're obviously they can if they want, but this is about us being Jesus' hands and feet in the community, just blessing people, just loving on people and pointing them to Christ. We want to do that. This is really important. This is part of our vision as a church. Next, number three, that we want to invest into and develop ministry leaders. We have a leadership community of about 75 adults that are involved in making ministry happen. And those people, we want to invest in them so they're encouraged and equipped in their role. Which is why yesterday, there was a bunch of us here uh, yesterday doing Leadership Live, doing workshops and getting training and equipping and encouraging encouragement yesterday morning. Because that's important. But guess what? We also know we want to raise up new leaders. Because some of you sitting out there today, you're not necessarily involved in leadership of ministry, but you will be. Because God has that call on you and he's going to give you those opportunities to step into these roles and these positions. And God's going to use you in some powerful ways and you're going to have a blast being a part of it. We want to do this. This is important. Number four, next, that we want to be a church that effectively reaches Gen Y and Gen Z. And if you're like, don't even know what that means, uh, that's age 40 years old and under. That we want to be a church that intentionally reaches that generation. Now let me take a step back and say this. We want to be a church ultimately that is every, gener- every demographic and every generation. We want every generation that feels at home and is thriving at New Hope Church. I'm not even a part of those two generations. But here's what we know. We know that Gen Y and Gen Z, or millennials as they're called, and Gen Z, we know that this is the most unreached people group in American history. That people in this, youth and young adults in this demographic, that the chances are they don't know who Jesus is. In fact, a study came out recently, which I've shared before, and I'll share it again, for Gen Z, those are 18-year-olds and under, only 4% of Gen Z people have a biblical worldview. Meaning they order their life and they make decisions on their life based on what God's Word says. And I didn't say 40%, just 4 The opportunities are endless. And so we want to be a church that says we want to come alongside our ADM school district. We want to come alongside youth and young adults, and we want to minister effectively there. This is really important to us. This is one of our vision, and we're a work in progress on this. And then finally, we want to launch a new mission strategy. And what's super exciting is that's today. You get to be a part of this. Today, we launch it. We, we are going uh, today on this new strategy, and I couldn't be more excited uh, about this. Our new strategy is something that I, I, it's, it's going to be an effective thing. I, I want you to imagine with me for a moment. Some of you close your eyes, but don't fall asleep. I want you to imagine with me for a moment this. I want you to imagine that, that here at New Hope Church, that you and other people in our church both know, care about, and pray for the ministry and missionary partners that we have. I don't just mean like know about, but you're like, I really care about what's going on with Tim and Diane. You're going to meet some missionaries here in just a moment that are part of one of our, some of our partners. I really care about Robbie and Megan and what they're doing. I mean, imagine that us as a church, all of us have that passion. Uh, imagine with me just for a moment that we as a church, that we don't just talk about them, we don't just pray about them, but we're sending teams to them to serve throughout the year. So we're sending teams to Des Moines, and we're sending teams to India, and we're sending teams to other places where we're, where we're shoulder to shoulder working with our partners, not just, again, hearing about them, but actually serving alongside them. I mean, how cool would that be? Imagine with me for a moment, imagine that we as a church are raising up from within New Hope Church missionaries and ministry leaders who are going to launch brand new ministries out into the world, into the community and beyond. And then we're able to raise them up from New Hope, commission them, embrace them, support them and send them off to change the world. Could you imagine how cool that would be? Uh, Imagine with me just for a moment that we don't measure effectiveness as a church based on attendance on a Sunday morning. Imagine we measured it based on global impact. 
Now, some of you might be thinking, like, yeah, but we live in a doubt. Like, what are you talking about? No, I'm talking about global impact. That's what we're after. That's the dream that we have, that you and I get to be a part of this to see God change the world, change our community and beyond. I mean, this is what we're after. I want to introduce to you our new strategy. It's called Go. It's based on our value of love, grow, go. It's called go. The new mission strategy is called go. And if you have your bulletin and you've been filling out some blanks on the backside, I want to invite you, would you turn it over to the front side? Because there is a diagram of what go looks like. And I just want to give you the very quick two-minute, 30,000-foot view, uh, view of what go is. So you get a picture of what we're talking about. Go is a four-part strategy that we're launching today. The first part is this, and we're already doing this, that we would be pursuing passionately local outreach, that we would love our community, be in our community, and that we would be reaching people with the love of Christ. We're doing that, and we're not going to stop. The foot on the gas pedal of that one is going to keep being pressed because this is really important. And we want to see this expand and continue. Which is the next rung there as you think about kind of the rock dropping in the pond and the ripples go out. Then we go out from there and we go to church planting exploration. Now, we don't have any solid plans about planting another New Hope Church. We don't. But what we do have is a desire to pray. And to say, God, you have every right. This is your church to do whatever you want. And maybe, maybe in time you want to plant a new church and use us to do it. And so what our strategy is, is that we're going to pray about this. And we're going to ask God to give us opportunities beyond Adele to connect with people, to show people the love of Christ. People come into Christ there. And maybe through that we can begin to develop and launch a new church. And so let me give you one example. We're doing Love Adele Day again, October 5th. You can write that down if you'd like. It's coming up. Love Adele Day on October 5th. And we're going to be serving in our Adele community once again. But you know what else we, I hope we do? And this is my prayer, that we do something like Love Redfield Day on the same day. Or maybe it'll be Love Dallas Center Day. Or maybe it'll be Love Waukee Day. But regardless, we're going to add to Love Adele Day in October. Yes, we're going to love our community, but we're going to add to it. We're going to keep going to reach other communities. Because this is part of what we do and who we are as a people, as New Hope Church. So we have local outreach. We have church planning exploration. We have beyond that mission trips. And we already do mission trips. In just a little bit, you're going to be meeting a mission trip. We're sending out a team this week, this very week. We're commissioning out a mission team. We do this. But what we want to do is we want to have mission trips that go to, as I just talked about, go to our ministry partners. And that we're serving alongside of them consistently throughout the year. And then finally, the last rung there, you'll see it's called partnership. And what we want to do as a church, we want to move beyond a support-based model for missions where we just financially support missions and then we get newsletters and we occasionally report about it. We want to move from that to a partnership model where we are deeply invested into our missionaries, that they are invested into new hope and we're invested into them and we see them in every sense of the word as part of our community and part of our family. And we care deeply about them. And so we want to care for them in some very practical ways. We want, to, we want to contribute to them in some very practical ways. And we want to commission them or send them out in very practical ways. I'm very excited about this. This is the mission, the, the, the mission that we have and what Go will look like. Now here's the key though. Some of you are like, oh, that's cute and that's fun and that's fine. Okay, I'm glad we're doing that. Go get them. But see, here's the thing. Go is for all of us. This is for every single one of us. To be a part of. And now if you're asking the, like, the question, like, well, how? Like, how do I engage and go? Like, what does this look like for me? I want to close by answering this question. We're going to go look at the scriptures and what it says. Just, just a couple of verses in one place. In fact, if you have your Bible, Matthew chapter 28 is where we're going to be. Or if you have a tablet or smartphone with the app, uversion.com, you can go there and follow along. Or obviously it's on the screen behind me. 
But we're going to look at these couple verses here. And out of it, I just want to draw three quick observations as we close for how you and I can take go and make it a part of my life. Make it a part of my everyday life that I'm living out. So if you join me, let's read together uh, the, the Great Commission, uh, in, at least in the book of Matthew's version, in Matthew chapter 28. Here's what it says. It says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now I'm going to pause here real quick. Notice Jesus says, look, I'm giving you this great commission, not great suggestion, but great commission, this mandate for the church, and I'm doing so from a platform that I have all authority. And so if Jesus, who has all authority, is giving us this commission, then we should have all confidence. Because the one who sends us out has all the authority. We don't go in fear and trembling, as we'll see in a moment, but one who has authority and one who is walking with us through the commission. Look with me at verse 19. It continues on. Jesus speaking, he says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And here it is. He says, and surely I am with you always. So as we do this, we don't do this alone. He says, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now again, this morning, there's so much in here. But this morning, just for the last few minutes we have together, just three quick observations. And they're fill in the blanks. So if you're on the cover, go back to the backside. Here's your next one. Three quick observations. Here's the first one. From the Great Commission, it's this. That everyone, and that means all of us here and beyond, everyone is to be involved. When it comes to the Great Commission, this is for every single one of us. Now, in the Greek, the way the Great Commission reads is this. Going, therefore, you disciple all nations. Now, in your version, especially if you have the NIV, you, the word you is probably not there. But it's there in the Greek. It's in the English, it's just implied. But in the Greek, it's there. Now, here's the key. The you there is not singular. It's plural. So the way it reads is, in the original, as Jesus spoke, he says, going therefore you all, or if you're from the south, y'all, you can do that if you want, right? You all disciple all nations. That's the way it reads. You may say, well, why is that important? Like, why does that even matter? Because this, the Great Commission is for every single one of us. It's not just for a few people. It's not just for a few select people. See, here's where we get tricked sometimes. Sometimes we get tricked to think that missions, well, that's for missionaries. They take care of that. Or that's for pastors. They're in, that's important to them. Or that's for the mission team. Those five or six people that, that meet, no, that's for them. No, 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 no. Missions is all of us. It's every single one of us. All of us are to be involved. And so what happens as a result is that when we make the you singular and we think it applies to someone else, as a result, sometimes in a church, you have a lot of, of people that, that show up on Sundays, but spiritually seeking, speaking, they're, they're underemployed or they're unemployed. It's where we lovingly get the phrase pew potato. I mean, have you heard that before, right? And so, and so you have people, they come on Sunday and they soak it up and then they go about their life, but, but they're not squeezing out anywhere. They're not in, they're, it's not going anywhere. It's just kind of like just observing. It's going to a sporting event and you're not on the field. You're invited to be on the field. You're called to be on the field, but you stay in the stands and you just kind of watch. See, there's no such thing when you look at Scripture as religious professionals doesn't exist. It's for all of us. On equal footing. Every single one of us called, invited to be a part of this. This is, this is really important. In fact, if you look at church history, 
the last 2,000 years, and you look at the times when the church grew the most, it's when people, when the church took seriously that the you in the Great Commission was plural. And every single one of them, men, women, boys, and girls, rolled their sleeve and said, where's my part? I'm ready to jump in. Go is for all of us. Every single one of us. That's the first observation. Here's the next one. Number two. Not only is everyone to be involved, everyone is to go. Everyone is to go. Now, I already talked about this a couple weeks ago. We were talking about discipling kids in our crazy family series. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. But here we see in the Greek, and you see it there, it says going. Go is that first word. Going, therefore, you disciple, uh, disciple all the nations. Now, what that word implies or means is that this. As you are already going, make disciples. See, discipleship is not necessarily adding a program or something new to your life. It's rather leveraging the moments of life you're already living, taking those moments and saying, how can I leverage those to impact the lives of people? So, so men, as you are going in your marriage, disciple your spouse, spiritually lead your spouse and invest in them. As you're going with your kids, disciple your kids, make disciples there. As you're going at work, Make disciples with the people at your workplace as you have opportunity. As you're going with whatever it is you do, you're on the lawn darts team, I don't know what you do, in that place with those people, invest there and make disciples there. That's what it looks like in terms of going and making disciples. Now let me ask you a question. How would you, you know the answer to this, how would you stop the spread of a disease? You know. You isolate the carrier, right? That's how you do it. Now think about your enemy, the evil one. How would he want to stop the spread of Christianity? Same idea. Isolate the carriers. See, when the church stops going, the evil one rejoices. Because he's won. He's got it. When we have this mindset, oh, other people will go, I don't need to worry about it, I've got enough going on in my life. When we, when we separate our lives from this calling and this kind of idea, all of a sudden, we lose sight and Christianity is impacted. And I want you to pay attention to this, this idea here, that sometimes as a church, we lose sight of and we invert the meaning of the words come and go. And here's what I mean by that. In the scriptures, we see clearly that we are called and invited to come to Jesus in a, in a relationship with him. And in that setting of relationship with him, we're then called to go to the lost world and show and share the love of Christ. Help people find and follow Jesus. So what does that look like? I come to Jesus, I go to people. I come to Jesus, I go to people. And that's what that relationship looks like as I'm walking with him. But here's what we've done. We've been tricked and we invert those words. And here's what we say sometimes. Not come to Jesus, go to the world. It's go to church and wait for the wretched world to come to us. No. No, because they're not going to come. We think I, I go to church and that's what Christianity is and I wait for the world to come to us. That's not it. That's not the Great Commission. We're all to be involved and we all get to go. Again, go across the street, go to your coworker, wherever God's placed you. He's planted you here, and there's people around you. That's your mission field. That's your mission field. Last one, number three, as we begin to close this morning, is that everyone is to make disciples. Everyone is to make disciples. There is that going, therefore, disciple, or you, you all, disciple all the nations. That's the verb. The only command in the Great Commission is make disciples. And so what does that look like? You might be saying this morning, like, well, that sounds great, but how do I do that? 
And for another day, we can unpack all that. But here's basically what this means. When you make disciples, it means that you help people meet Jesus. So you introduce people to Jesus. It could be as simple as in terms of your own life. You may not know a lot to say, but you say, you know what? I know that history says that Jesus is real. And I know, I look at scripture and he died and he rose again. And here's all I know. I know that I have a relationship with him and I'm not the same person I was. That's how you help people know Jesus. That's a great start right there. I'm not who I used to be. And so you help people meet Jesus. You help people, second, grow in their relationship with Jesus. And then third, you help people know how to make disciples as well. That's what it looks like. That's what it is. And that's what we're about as a church. And so, again, as we think about it, it's go is about, again, for you. Is it God calling you to go across the street to a new neighbor? Is he calling you to go to a teammate, a classmate, a coworker, a family member? Who's around you? And that we would open our eyes and be a part of that. When you think about living the epic life and getting on your heart what's on God's heart, that's where it begins. And on God's heart is that people know, that people hear, and that people have a chance to respond. And sometimes it means you may go on a mission trip. In just a moment, you're going to be hearing from the Chicago mission trip team, and we get to pray them out. They leave on Tuesday. But now I want to introduce you to some missionary partners that we have that have a